Hello and welcome back to Film Festival Reviews, where news and views of the film festival circuit is um, swirling about here in um, the heat of the night. It's August, a hot summer night. I'm having a cool beer at the moment. It finally cooled down just a little bit, but I know it's still the dog days of August. Um, my cat figure is just kind of hanging around, just uh, kind of keeping an eye on me. But a lot of critters running around the night here. But, uh, you know, night sounds uh, kind of nice after having a very oppressive day of heat. But um, this past Sunday, the heat was a different kind. The New York International Latino Film Festival that was going on in New York City. It started on Tuesday, July 25th, ended this past Sunday. And I did go to see the short film Sunday afternoon. I was out of town and I went to the closing night festivities. Well, the dancing started and it seemed like it was more of a party than an award ceremony. They didn't even care if the award ceremony was going to go on. You know, but the festival organizers were waiting for all the staff to finish up with the screenings and to get them all on stage for a big thank you. Turns out that this film festival is becoming the uh, largest for Latino films, uh, showcasing the, the filmmakers from all over the U.S. and Latin America. So look out for these films. Okay. I have a couple of great interviews with the guys that are running the Hamptons International Film Festival. I talked to Josh Corey, who is doing the shorts programming, and Rahendra Roy, director of programming. They had some really great things to, to talk about. We'll listen to that, and um, I'm trying to get both of them in because I think they're really very important for filmmakers. Afterwards, we'll just catch up on things. All right, enjoy the show. All right, got us both on now. I'm sitting here with Josh Corey from the Hamptons International Film Festival. We're in New York City right now. Don't you wish you you could be at the Hamptons? I do, I do. I think the air conditioning office is nice. So. <laughs> Okay, I just got the information about the Hamptons. I am the programming manager of the festival. I work in the programming department. I also um, program the short films, and I've been, I've been with the festival. This is my third year. I mean, there, it's a small programming department, but really, it's Raj is the artistic director who you'll meet uh, very soon, and uh, we work together with small, very small staff in this department to manage and, and maintain the programming department, which is growing year by year, and all of our responsibilities are growing. But I was really honored with the opportunity to uh, program shorts this year because there's just so many great films and filmmakers out there and it's just, it's really rewarding for me to be able to celebrate that with this festival it's such a large and influential film festival I'm really happy to be on board on that level well tell me a little bit about how you got started with the Hamptons I, I read that you are still involved with the Brooklyn Underground Film Festival I am still involved with the Brooklyn Underground Film Festival um, I that was that film festival began four years ago. It's entering its fifth year this year. I started the Hamptons after working with the Brooklyn Festival for about two years. Brooklyn's a wonderful festival, but um, the profile of the Hamptons is so big, and I wanted to be a, a part of that. And I really love working with Raj, and uh, I've just learned so much at this festival that it's been a slow but steady transition <laughs> into into the position that I'm at right now. But so, this, have you followed this uh, festival? Or 
along all along? Have you been going there, or is, how did you decide that you want to apply? No, actually, that? I would, my my first year at the Hamptons was actually my first time in the Hamptons. I'd never really been there before, but I definitely heard about it, and it was always on my radar. I mean, such a such a big festival, uh, especially I come from a, a filmmaker background, so of course I was very familiar with all the major festivals. Um, this being one of them, and you know, and I had never really had hands-on experience with that festival, but I, I always knew that it was something that I, I was interested in being part of. And you know, when I once you get here, it's always it's always a different experience. And and once I started, I realized you know that uh, it was even much more than I had imagined. And it was it was the, the group is really wonderful. The people I work with, I love working with. So you know, it's a great experience. I'm really happy to be here. So you have filmmaking experience. I read mm. that you're a documentary filmmaker. Yes. And uh, so you've had a little taste of what it was like going around to film festivals, mm -hmm. applying to film festivals, yeah. you know, the, the positive and the difficulty. I mean, I, I, well, I, as, as you mentioned, I was a documentary. I'm a documentary filmmaker. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of experience in the past with going to film festivals as a filmmaker. So I was certainly compassionate to the trials and tribulations that go along with that process. It's, it's tough to be a filmmaker. There's a lot of films. There's a lot of film festivals out there. I think there was a huge film festival boom starting, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, there's, you know, lots of film festivals were erupting and emerging, and that was an opportunity for some film festivals to emerge as the power film festivals, the larger film festivals, and, and Hamptons had already defined itself as that, so it just, but I, you know, you go to all, you get a whole, all sorts of film festivals when you're a filmmaker, big and small, and, you know, whatever, if you're lucky enough, too, and I had lots of different experiences, and film festivals vary, and I think the biggest thing I learned as a filmmaker in those early years was that film festivals are very different. You should be aware of the type of film festival you're applying to. If you don't get into a film festival, uh, that doesn't mean that they didn't like the film. It means that it's probably um, under certain circumstances that they couldn't or didn't take the film. We see lots of great films every year. 1,500 films we get, we, we receive this year. And we can't play all the good ones. It's very difficult. Uh, there's lots of wonderful thing, films that come through here, but otherwise it'd be one giant film festival. There's not. There's, there's a whole spectrum of film festivals out there, all catering to different sorts of filmmakers. And um, some are larger than others, some are smaller than others. And you, as a filmmaker, you might prefer one, of the, one over the other. As you'd mentioned, Brooklyn Underground is a very small film festival. Some people love that. In between Brooklyn and Hamptons, there's a whole spectrum of film festivals as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a big world out there. And, and they're not all just in the States. Lots of different opportunities opportunities out there for filmmakers and if a film is not accepted at a particular film festival that doesn't mean it's bad and I think that was one of the things I learned early on um, yeah well I think that's really important and that's something that I'm um, I also stress with a, a couple of young filmmakers who you know talk to me and saying if I don't get into the top five or the big five you know that means I'm not a good filmmaker yeah. you know so just what you're saying is that it's not that it's kind of a custom fit you have to find your film festival but as you say 1500 films is that what you get that's submission? what we got this year yeah over over that over that that's true well this is a huge huge increase for us and which is exciting because that means that filmmakers are interested in participating they want to be with us they want to screen with us of course and uh and that's great um but it's wonderful and it's flattering and it's but it's also it makes it more difficult and it means that we have to be even more selective uh, when it comes to finding the films that we feel are appropriate for our festival. How do you select these films? Uh, we have a screening committee of approximately 25 plus people who all view the films. Everything gets viewed twice and then the high recommendations go to Raj uh, or myself or uh, Sarah Hansen who is the programmer for our con films of conflict and resolution section. Uh, so it's a very long process. We start this in, in March 
and we're still, you know, we're still in the thick of it right now. So it takes a while, and it's and it's a long journey, but um, we feel pretty happy with the conclusions. I assume that you work with without a box. Um, do you yeah. see a substantial increase because of your affiliation with without a box? Yeah, we absolutely did. I mean, we started. <laughs> we absolutely did, and I can't. I can't recommend it enough for film festivals and filmmakers. We joined Without a Box two years ago, and our, our submissions practically doubled that year, which is great. That happens a lot um, with film festivals who join forces with uh, Without a Box. But I also feel like they're, you know, they're a great organization. I think they offer a great service to filmmakers, to film festivals, and they're just really nice people. So I'm, I really enjoy working with them. Tell me about the shorts that have been coming in or the short programming. I saw a little bit on the website, and it sounds like not only do you have shorts in competition but you have shorts that you are not in competition yeah. with well, our, our main competition is the Golden Starfish Award is for documentary feature film narrative feature film and a short film we select about six shorts every year um, for the GSA competition it needs to be not have played in more than three American film festivals and it needs to be at least a New York premiere so what we're really looking for is we're looking for you know new films and we always say we prefer U.S. world premiere because we're looking for breakthrough films from um, new filmmakers. But yeah, those, those, that's a great it's a great opportunity for for short filmmakers to be a part of the competition. And last year it was really every year it's great and um, it's always full of emerging talent. And then they go on and, and we can see them grow as filmmakers. And, and they'll usually come back with a feature in a few years. And and that's that's always it's always great to see that happen. Um, but we do have, you know, we screen probably 50 to 60 shorts every year. And there's out of, there's shorts out of competition. There's shorts before features. Um, we have a student's, student award competition. And we have New York Women Film and Television um, section. Oh, that's great yeah. because I belong to New York Women. Oh, you do? Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the women, uh, women filmmakers? That's so right. That's, uh, that's with right. shorts also? Yeah, that's their own program, uh, which I think they screen. Uh, eight or nine films in that program. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of films, and people who love short films. Uh, audiences I love, love short them. Films. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody, but <laughs> well, yeah, I I, I enjoy them. Sometimes they're just long enough. You yeah. Know? Sometimes yeah. you got the idea and everything. Yeah. I think it's a challenge also for for the filmmaker to do it right. You know, if sometimes if it's uh, the film is just too long and they just yeah. don't know what to do with it. Sometimes. Well, it's it's a great opportunity for an audience to discover new talent as well, um, because that's where most filmmakers start in short format. So the filmmakers you see today, you may see two or three years um, with a major film uh, coming out. So that's important, yeah. And uh, last year we had, this this year at the Academy Awards, we had uh, three of the selections uh, were films that we've previously had at our festival, um, all premieres. Um, one in the Hand, which uh, premiered in our 2004 festival, and The Last Farm was up for an Academy Award this year, and the, this year's winner, which was Six Shooter, um, was in our competition, our GSA competition last year as a U.S. premiere. So I think that's a great example of what we were just talking about. These are the filmmakers of tomorrow, and you know, you, with a short film, with short film format, you can see them at the Hamptons, you can see them in these programs. So that means that the Hamptons, if they show the films, that they are, they could be in the running for the Academy Award? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We're an Academy Award qualifying festival, which means that the winner of our Golden Starfish Award for short format film then can be eligible for uh, for the Academy Award that following year. How do you get to become one of those film festivals that are qualifying for uh, It's a long process. Um, you have to be recognized by the Academy. You have to go through a process um, of, you know, presentation process where you where you show yourself and, and then they make those decisions. And there's, those festivals are 
you know, scattered across country. They're international, and you know, it's a great honor to be be one of the Academy Award qualifying festivals. Um, and you know, that's great. It's great for our filmmakers, and it's great for us. And yeah, it's really we're really proud to be a part of that. I interviewed uh, John Columbus from the Black Mariah yeah. uh, Film Festival. They've been going around for 25 years, mm -hmm. and they're also qualified. And so I'm picking the right film festivals to talk to as well. And Black Mariah's. <laughs> wonderful film very different also yeah very different traveling yeah. around and everything so I yeah. just find it fascinating to see um, you know how uh, how the film festival as you say they are emerging now how do you stand out from the rest we've been recognized as one of the top 10 film festivals in the country and I think that that has happened over time and I think that filmmakers recognize that for that and industry is recognizing us in press of course uh, you know we've really established ourselves as one of the premier film festivals in the country and that's not something that happens overnight. However, that being said, we've been experiencing great momentum over the past five years. You know, things have really been moving forward. Um, a lot of a lot of great films that Raj has been programming. I'm sure he can talk about a little bit. People are really starting to recognize us, and um, that's that's great, and that's a wonderful honor. It's great for all of us, and it's great for our filmmakers. And it's one more reason that you should be you should want to be a part of the festival. It's one more reason that filmmakers should be eager to um, to screen with us, and they are. Yeah, and they are. All right, so you're in the home stretch here. Two yeah. months to go. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, you know, we have a great, we have a great committee, a screening committee, and they do a wonderful job, and they're really committed to independent cinema, and they're really committed to the festival and themselves, and it, it's a great experience. You know, um, uh, everybody's really proud to be a part of it, and I'm really proud to have them um, involved. And they they recognize and they realize that this is this is definitely the time to kick it in high gear and, and make sure because we want to make sure that all filmmakers all filmmakers who submit get a fair shake and everything's viewed and, and if there's discoveries in there if there's future Academy Award winners we want to find them for so someone else. Have, have you chosen all the the films yet already? No, have you no, not at all. We're very we're very much in the beginning stages of the programming process. So I know it's time is moving forward and we're getting closer and closer, but. These these really are decisions that are made uh, now. Uh, in the next right. over the next six weeks, really uh, everything starts to come together. You know, s very few decisions are made before before this point, um, because you're right. There's 50, if there's fifteen hundred films, we need to get a grasp of the overview of what's been submitted and what the what's out there before we can really make hard decisions. That's why it happens now. I mean, our last call for submissions was July first. And we're just now starting to really get a grasp of what's out there and making these tough decisions. So um, it takes time. Yeah, it takes time. All right. Getting back really quickly, uh, why don't you just give me some advice to the filmmakers, what to look for in a film festival? Well, I think the most important thing to remember when you're a filmmaker is submit, submit, submit. Submit to a lot of film festivals, but be aware who you're submitting to. The best thing for a filmmaker to do is I get questions all the time, what kind of films are you looking for? And there's no real answer for that. You want to familiarize yourself with a film festival's archive. What have they shown in the past? What, uh, what do you feel like their interests are? I think that always helps. And it helps steer filmmakers in the right direction because as you said, there's 2,600 film festivals out there and there's a lot of opportunities and you don't want to get lost in the shuffle either. So uh, do your research and also don't get discouraged because it takes a while and sometimes you'll get uh, rejected and as I said, um, that's a horrible word, rejection. It's the industry standard, but <laughs> uh, they shouldn't use that word. If you don't get into a film festival, it's not the end of the world and it doesn't mean that your film is bad. It just means that it didn't fit for one reason or another. And I, I think that filmmakers should realize that I can't speak for all film festivals, but I can definitely speak for the Hamptons, that 
we definitely watch every film and they go through the screening process and everything gets viewed twice and it's really important to us to take that seriously because we want to screen your film we want to screen excellent work so uh, I think there's a great misconception that film festivals overlook films they don't even watch them whatever they go right in the garbage that's absolutely not true and as I said I can't speak for everyone but at the Hamptons that doesn't happen so when you submit you should realize that uh, we're, we're definitely watching it and uh, we're definitely it's definitely in consideration well, Josh, thank you. That is some great advice. I would take that advice also because I'm a documentary filmmaker. Like anyone else, just do the research and, and figure out where absolutely. you want to put your film into. Yeah, so. Absolutely. So great. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Yay. Okay, I'm with Rajendra Roy Raj, mm -hmm. this is artistic director of the Hamptons yeah. International Film Festival. So tell me about the programming that's going on, what you're going to be doing this year. Well, it's, as Josh explained, it's an exciting time for us. Um, I've been here five years now, and in that time the festival has grown a lot in stature and in the number of films that we're looking at and the choices we're able to make and the partnerships we can form with different distributors and studios. And uh, the exciting thing for us now and the challenge is to really take the momentum that we have and focus it in a direction that's unique and really serves the field and serves the filmmakers the best possible. And that's kind of where, where I'm at, is I'm looking at a lot of great films and I'm trying to decide which of the great films we'll actually be able to work with. And that's all based on theme and, you know, what comes organically out of the work and kind of feelings that are there. And um, So it's exciting. All right, well, take me back uh, five years ago when you first started. Sure. Okay, so that would have been the ninth annual. Of that was actually the tenth. That was an interesting time to come in at ten years. I think I had had, um, all told, about 11 predecessors in those ten years. So it was a festival that um, went through a lot of changes and, and a lot of different directions and trying to find an identity that made sense. There's always been tons of potential, I think, with this festival. And I think what we've been able to do in the last five years, working with Denise Cassell, who's the executive director, and the board of directors, many of whom have been there the entire time, is really sit down, take a look at the field, and see what's underserved and what we can do well. And what we do better than anybody else is support emerging makers in a very specific way, and that's mostly financially. Uh, we have the largest prizes in the U.S., and the festival has always had that. but something that people really haven't known. And so we did a lot of work to let emerging makers know that, hey, there's an alternative out there. And if you really want to walk into your next producer's office with 200 grand towards your next film, we're the people to think about. And what that's done has really opened us up to a lot of the best of new talent. And then we also internationalized our competition, which was very important to me. It opens up audiences to a whole new world of film in terms of emerging makers, but it also puts a challenge down for American filmmakers to say that, look, you're not only part of this culture, but you're part of a world culture of cinema, and you've got to be judged up against the best of what's happening in the world, and that's uh, setting down the gauntlet for, I think, a lot of people, but I think it's the only way to go, really, um, to kind of grow as a festival is to have filmmakers from around the world competing on a, a level playing field. Something that, I, I mean, I don't know exactly, that we haven't been able to quantify, but in these past five years, we've always had um, at least 50% women in our competition, which is unfortunately uh, a, a rare statistic on the festival circuit. I'm very proud of that. 
clearly. I don't think it should be an anomaly, but while it is, we'll certainly um, recognize that and we'll certainly let people know that we want to be a home for all kinds of filmmakers and uh, we will make special effort. I mean, we're, we're more intimate than a lot of festivals, so I can afford to make those choices. I mean, I have seven films in each of my competitive categories, so when I'm choosing from the best of, you know, 20 films that are out there and um, if I can go ahead and offer that opportunity to um, an emerging woman, I think, you know, that's a choice I'm going to make. So. See, I, I told have? you I was going to get more information, you know, <laughs> talking to you. I was yeah. just talking to, uh, to Josh about different things. So that's great because, again, New York Women in Film and Television is a great organization, same yeah. as Cine Women, you know, showing women's films. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. I'm yeah. very, very excited. This, this would be my first uh, Hamptons Film Festival, but I've been going to a lot of different film festivals. So how would you compare yourselves with the ones that everybody thinks or the top yeah. five. I mean, yeah. I think um, there's two different kind of areas. I mean, I think there's the industry impression of the festival and then there's the public perception. And I think in the industry, it's pretty well recognized that what we do is on the same level as most of our peers. I mean, there's in the States, there's there's Sundance. In North America, there's Toronto and Sundance. It's kind of the, the major events. And then there's a bunch of festivals just right underneath them that are providing an important platform. I think Tribeca, South by Southwest, the Miami Film Festival does a really great job, and the Hamptons is, is certainly one of those next kind of festivals. And the, the industry really does recognize that. I think in the public's eye, because Sundance and Tribeca have such amazing kind of commercial, they have much bigger programs. We have about 150 films total where Tribeca has over 400 and, and Sundance has I think just over like 250. So we're a much more intimate event which doesn't make it more limiting actually. I think it opens the possibilities of what you can do with kind of really focusing people's attention on, on films and, and certain elements of films and creating an intimacy that is very difficult in an urban area. I think that when you, you'll see when you come out to the festival that in all of the towns of the Hamptons, our base is East Hampton, but we have theaters in South Hampton and Montauk. That, and especially in October, the entire area is taken over by cinema. And you walk down the street, you go to a bar, you go to a restaurant, um, people are talking movies. And that's a pretty rare experience these days. Um, I think you have to go pretty far. Telluride is a great example of another festival that does that and does that well. Even in Park City, where, where Sundance takes place, it's become such zoo. I mean, it's so important to the field and thereby, you know, becomes, there's people that are just even interested in seeing what's happening. You know, you're more likely to find people who are there just to, you know, find a new pair of jeans than, than actually go to a movie. In the Hamptons, it's really all about cinema at that time, and I think that that's a unique opportunity that we afford. We're a great launch pad for the uh, Academy campaigns and and also our proximity to, to the city. I mean, it's a little different than Telluride because you don't have to get on a plane for four hours and then take a bus up into mountains. I mean, you know, you can take the, the Jitney or the Long Island Railroad and you're there in two hours. And I think that, you know, that gives us access to a great audience base, obviously, with the city. And I think, you know, there, there are more and more people like you who are saying, well, I haven't been yet, but I'm really excited to come. And that's an important lesson, too. When I got this job, I had never been to the Hamptons Film Festival before. And I think I had the impression that, well, it's probably too exclusive or it's, you know, I don't know how to get there or where to stay. And, and those are things we're working on is like improving accessibility. Um, I think with Southampton and Montauk as, as new, you know, kind of major venues for us, 
there's lots of housing there, and there's lots of less expensive hotels, and more people that are involved volunteering and really involved in the community. So my goal with moving forward with this is to make it an all-encompassing experience when you come out to the Hamptons. You get on the bus, and immediately everybody's talking about the movies they're going to see. And I found that when I went to the Sonoma Valley Film Festival, mm -hmm. it was the same type of idea. Yeah. It was They had over 300 volunteers. It was all exactly. about film. The residents there opened up their homes to people coming in to be able to stay at their place if right. they had an extra yeah, guest I, room or whatever. I think that's a great example. Mm -hmm. Vale is also, there's a lot of festivals that are following in, our, in the kind of the model that the Hamptons has established of providing really quality cinema in an intimate setting um, and keeping that intimate setting. I mean, I think Originally, Park City was a very intimate setting, but it's just exploded, and now it's become kind of a major center of, of commerce and culture in January. I went to the second half of Sundance, mm -hmm. which I found was much better, and I really found right. independent filmmakers still around, you know, where everybody else had it's gone. gone after <laughs> the first week, yeah. You know, I'm a first-weeker, so <laughs> I, I'm guilty of that. Well, they well. were all asking me, did you see Robert Redford? And I said, no, you yeah. know, but I wasn't looking for Robert Redford. Right. I was looking to see some good films. Yeah, I have to say, they do come to Hamptons looking for celebrities, and uh, they're there, and you can still see them just walking down the street and, you know, have run into them at the bar. And I think in the Hamptons where people, you know, celebrities do have their homes, it's kind of appropriate, you know, and it is that laid-back, kind of relaxed um, atmosphere that, makes it more conducive to actual conversations. And it's not just about autographs. I mean, the celebrities don't just show up and wave at the crowds. They're actually participating in the festival. Alec Baldwin, you know, he came and presented a film last year and then was honored and, and then went to movies the rest of the time and sat with the general public. And kind of an exciting thing and a unique opportunity as well. Well, tell me a little bit about the films, uh, the feature films that are coming out, because I find that I like the documentaries better. Are you seeing better features? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes year to year. Um, I tend to agree, on, especially with the American productions, that the American documentaries seem to be much stronger uh, in recent years. Again, that's one of the reasons I've wanted to internationalize the festival more, is because I think that when you can show emerging American narrative directors, this is what's happening with your peers out in the field, abroad. It, raises the bar a bit and challenges people to work harder. And um, so you'll see a lot of um, international narrative features, both in competition and out. Um, from where? From, well, I also work for the Berlin Film Festival, so I think I can say we're going to have a very particular focus on German films. We've showcased um, in our different sections German films for the last five years to great success with two Academy Award nominations coming out of that, one Academy Award win for um, Nowhere in Africa, which we uh, U.S. premiered back in 2002, uh, and last year for Sophie Scholl, which we premiered and got nominated. So we've had we've had a great history with German cinema, but this year we have, I've just found like five or six amazing new narratives. Um, and I think that that's an exciting thing because a lot of people aren't, you know, totally familiar with German cinema um, or like where French movies like, oh yeah, let's go see a French art movie. I would love for people to say, let's go see a German art movie, because uh, honestly, I think that there's a lot of exciting things happening there. I actually like some of the uh, the movies that have come out of the Czech Republic, Croatia. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a new emerging Absolutely. market. Eastern Europe has always had great technical skill when it comes to film production. A lot of our best cinematographers, um, it's, it's pretty in particular, but and more and more directors come from Eastern Europe, but I, I tend to agree that it used to be this kind of impression that they're all kind of gloomy, you know, 
behind the Iron Curtain, you know, visions, and uh, that's really changing a lot, especially Polish cinema, I've, I've noticed. Okay, uh, so after you're done with the Hamptons, then you start working in Berlin? I do. I, I have a full week off, and then I move to Berlin. <laughs> and I'm there November through February, basically. And then you get back and start working on Exactly, this. yeah. Wow, well, that's an interesting... Busy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, but it's great because I, with Berlin, which is obviously one of the top three festivals in the world, um, and I'm looking at films, um, really the, the best of what's being made at the beginning of the year, it kind of gives me a heads up on what to expect for the rest of the, the year. Is there a difference between the top ten um, there's, on the you know, show? There, in terms of overall film festivals, Cannes, Venice, and Berlin are the, the, the top three. And they show all types of films, but they focus on narrative films. They're, and then kind of after that, Toronto, Sundance, we'll show both narrative and documentary. Uh, the film festivals that show exclusively documentaries, like um, in Amsterdam, in, uh, at Hot Docs, Silver Docs, those festivals do factor into kind of the whole field at large, um, but because they specialize ex exclusively on docs, it's a little hard to say where exactly they would line up with the Hamptons because we have a kind of the across-the-board approach as well. I say the more a festival can focus and specialize, the better, because the more you know you're walking into the theater, what you can expect, the kind of more relaxed you can be as an audience member. So I'm giving you an opportunity right now to, to just uh, pitch the Hamptons Film Festival. What do you have going? What's going to be exciting? Once again, our signature element of uh, the films of conflict and resolution, which is a series of films from areas of either war or social conflict, is going to be you know one of the highlights. And the specific theme this year is women and children in areas of conflict. And look for a lot of contemporary issues in our films. Look for some great new emerging talent. Also our actors program, Rising Stars, which is in its fifth year. And really just come and enjoy and come and relax and, and have a great time. Well, it sounds wonderful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about what's going to be happening. I'm so yeah, I'm sorry I'm being coy them. about giving you specific titles. We've got to be... Uh, no, you got to finalize everything yet, finalize you know, everything. so uh, you have a lot of work to do. So I, I want to thank you very much for taking the time and talking to me. Thanks. Okay. Okay. That was pretty good, wasn't it? I mean, uh, I learned a lot when I was just sitting in, in the office with them, giving me all kinds of information. Raj was saying, oh, I'm not going to tell you anything different from, from what Josh said. And meanwhile, he told me a lot of different things. I thought that um, it's some really good stuff. And um, the Hamptons Film Festival is going on third week of October. Well, you could check up on, uh, on my website, and you can just uh, take a look at what's going on for the next month. I set up the film festival schedules according to when they are happening. I don't give film festival submission deadlines. You can find those on Without a Box. Do your research and find the right film festival. So next time, um, let's see, what's going to be happening? Uh, there are a couple of people that I really want to be talking to, and one in particular I can't tell you who it is right now because I haven't um, given him a call yet, but I, I want to talk to him about what he looks for in an emerging filmmaker and what kind of films is he to his, um, he was telling me uh, there's some films that he just has to have, you know? What, what does the film have to have to be a I gotta have it film? And, 
tune in and um, I hope in the next uh, week or two we're going to have that interview we'll have some other film festivals going on we'll take it from there alright have a good evening, stay cool and thanks for listening